Welcome to the Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady and Pinnacle Trust financial guru Martin Palomo, the Mind on My Money podcast tackles the financial questions we're all thinking about. From paying for college to saving for retirement, from life insurance needs to 401ks and everything in between. The goal is to help you take the stress out of financial concerns and give you some tips to enjoy life while your mind is on your money. Now here are your hosts, Neil McCrady and Martin Paloma. Welcome into another edition of Mind on My Money podcast presented by Pinnacle Trust. I'm Neil McCrady. Martin Palomo joins me today as always. It is, uh, we now have to timestamp things twice in uh, this era because of not just the COVID stuff, but election 2020, which I guess is still somewhat ongoing, although I, I think it's basically over. But it's Thursday at 10.09 a.m., November the 5th. Hope you're having a good week as much as is possible. Uh, before we get started, I'll tell you that I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's that simple. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. Um, 662-257-1900. And Martin, before we get started uh, talking about the markets and the election impact on them and such. Tell the people about Pinnacle Trust and how they can get in touch with you all. Yeah, man. Um, it, you know, our number hasn't changed for all of our listeners uh, and neither has our email address. Um, but there, are, there has been a couple of changes at Pinnacle, man. And Neil, and I don't even think you and I have, uh, have talked about it, but um, uh, about a month ago, the board of directors uh, asked me to step into the to the president role too. So not only am I running the investments, man, I'm also helping run the strategic plan of the company and, and that going forward, Stacy has still maintained his, uh, you know, his CEO title. I'm just doing all of the day-to-day planning and strategic planning work. Congratulations. Uh, I, I appreciate you, man. It's kind of been, uh, I think, I think it's a congratulations. Um, it's the I mean, power it's, of the, it's the power of the podcast, man. I mean, we, we, we make, yeah. people, we make people presidents. Yeah, you make people presidents, man. And it's funny because I'm really excited about it. Um, and I'm, you know, a little bit flattered that the uh, that the board, you know, saw that uh that I was fit to lead. Um, but man, we've got some really exciting stuff kinda on the horizon and I'll I'll drop some of that out as it comes into fruition, man. But um it's kind of cool because I cast some vision with them and and uh and and everybody, it was unanimous. Uh everybody that's uh that's you know sits at the at the board level um <clears throat> said hey man i think this is good let's do it i'm sure that wasn't their professional words um but because we have very professional people on our board but yeah man that's kind of some of the exciting news that's happened we've just been so covered up with election covid stuff we hadn't even talked about that um that announcement will be coming out like this week next week anyway but anyway so uh sorry i took up a little bit of talking about pinnacle we are i'm at the pelican pelican club studios in madison um coming to you from upstairs in stacy's house um <laughs> but man it is uh you know it's funny things things uh, things did not turn out how a lot of people th- thought they would turn out i know we'll we'll dive into it but we had we had a couple of clients that were really nervous about the elections uh, they asked to go to cash. Some of them did it before we got the little bit of a downturn two weeks back, the 5% down. Um, but man, the markets have been ripping this week. I know we'll talk about that a little bit too, but 
Um, you know, I, I know there's probably a lot of our listeners that did the same thing. They said, hey, I'm going to sit on the sidelines until all this is over. And, and not that they made a wrong decision, um, but now they've got to make two right decisions. They got out, you know, at the right time, but now you got to get back in. And right now the market's ripping. So it might be a little hard, you know, to get back in at the level that you got out. And so I'm, I'm talking to those people out there. If you're, if you've done it yourself and you think that, uh, you know, Hey, maybe I didn't do this right. Or, or I, I really need someone to help me with this. Give us a call. 601-957-0323. Um, you can also catch us, uh, info at P I N N trust.com, uh, through email, or you can find us on social media, either at the pinnacle trust page or the mind on my money page. And I won't steal any more of our thunder because I know we got a lot to talk about, to unpack. Things are kind of, yeah, things kind of went like we had thought they might go. Yeah. Even though they're still good. But we'll, we can unpack all that, man. We both predicted a, I think we did, I predicted a very close Biden win. I thought the Senate yeah. would be super close. Yeah, you did say you thought the Senate would main, would stay red. I did. I, I thought the Senate yeah. would stay Republican, and it is. Because I called a blue tsunami. You said the Senate would Senate would stay red, House would stay blue, but the White House would be blue. Those well, were your words. One of the more underreported things that happened in this election, because there's been so much obsession with we're still, for whatever reason in America, we can't count votes. It's the damnedest. <laughs> it, it, I, anyway. Dude, have you seen the memes of, like, the count from Sesame Street? Yeah, uh, I, I've seen a lot. You know, I'm glad yeah. that we can make jokes about it. But <laughs> and we'll get to this in a minute. I'm gonna finish my point, then we'll get to some of that. One of the things that kind of got underreported because, and understandably so, is that there's a shift in the house a little bit. Yeah. There was a message that got sent to the. I mean, I'm a big believer in elections have messages, and the message that got sent to the uh, Democrats was, "Hey, not as strong as you thought. Don't overstep. Yeah, be careful." Nobody wants far left stuff. That's why it, it, it's funny. The Democrats, I believe, are, are have been successful in unseating Donald Trump, and they have spent four years saying orange man bad, orange man bad, orange man bad. And I think a lot of that was to cover up what they were really trying to do, which was the great power play. And I think they went into this day believing on Tuesday yeah, they, that they were going to have the big blue wave, and they did not get it at they all. They lost. At all. The, I mean, it, this will be – it's funny – it will be remembered as Biden unseating a, a sitting president. And that's certainly part of the story. But the overall winner, if you're picking parties, was the Republican Party. Yep. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, I think that and even you know, I thought it was going to be a blue tsunami. Um, I think the Republicans, you know, and, and the amount of money that. Well, both sides spent, but really the Democrats spent and didn't. Get oh, they oh, didn't get Martin. any juice for the squeeze, man. Um, they they went to the steakhouse and and ran up a thousand dollars of order worth of food, and what was delivered to them was a, a, a very average T bone <laughs> and a couple of baked potatoes, and they were told, "Hey, yeah. enjoy." And and it's not what they had in mind. Yeah, they didn't get what they paid for, man. Um, I agree with that, and you know, and it kind of makes. And I know this is going to sound silly, but and I and I this was not my original thought. I, I stole it from someone else, and I can't remember what wh who who said it, and so I, I can't attribute to who it was. But it's not mine. But the whole conversation came back into, you know, these 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 machines. I mean, we spent what like I think they said it was like two billion dollars on this election, 
um, that was spent and, you know, what, what did they get for the money that was spent? And one of the, the suggestions, which I thought is, I think is brilliant anyway, but it'll never happen was, Hey, let's, let's just give them equally the, the same amount of money and that, Hey, that's your budget. Let's see how you can manage a budget. And that's never going to happen before we elect you to office. Um, well, I know that'll never happen, man. But. Well, here's the, cause let's get to it though. I don't want to act like this is, this is not a, a real story because it is. Um, in your mind, as we take this on Thursday, ten seventeen in the morning, is it over the Trump Biden race, or, or, or is there a chance that this thing gets into the courts? That this thing gets into the courts to the point that something significant happens? What what is, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to go to the courts. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Trump will go down without you know trying to to swing. It, you know, every swing that he can get in. Um, do I think it's over? Yeah, I think that it's over. I think they can recount and recount and recount. And only reason I say that is, you know, the ballots that they're counting right now are the ones that have been mailed in. Right. So I don't know. Over- we're going to we're going to get to that because there's a follow up question that maybe we just take it all at, at, at one point. Do you believe yeah. how, how I mean, obviously, in every election there is fraud. Sure. In this election, do you think fraud is the deciding factor? That's that is the question yeah. that all Americans have to ask themselves. And I'm I'm not talking about the here's the thing. And I don't know yet. That's Here, the that's my honest answer to you. Here's the thing. In in the Twitter world, everything is so nasty. Everything is yeah, yeah, one side or the other, it's a game. I'm to the point where I'm so close to getting off Twitter now really for good because I don't I don't think it's healthy. I don't yeah, like I don't, I don't like the censorship of it. I, I, I'm kind of thinking about other things. That being said, I wonder if the average American, not when he or she is engaged in a political discussion, when he or she is sitting there in his or her own quiet time, do we believe this to be a legitimate election? But the reason I say this is because, and I, and I do think it's critical, because four years ago, we spent a lot of time getting bombarded with the Russians interfered, the Russians mm-hmm. interfered, the yep. Russians. Uh, and, and if you think about it, if you think carefully about what was actually said, Martin, it was the Russians got on social media and they sort of manipulated our minds and they made us think something. And then, we went to the polls and voted for this guy. I mean, if you believe that, here's the thing. If there was any manipulation in the 2016 election, it was days before the election, Comey came out with the stuff about Hillary. Yep. And that probably moved the needle just enough for Trump to win. This time, I'm going to be honest. I'm having a hard time with the numbers. You look at the raw numbers. Joe Biden, as of this moment, has more than 72 million votes. Yep. Probably like 140 million people. Because, I mean, I think, what, Trump's like at 168-ish or something like that right now, 169 uh, not no, not one sixty nine, sixty nine. I mean sixty nine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Trump's yeah, Trump's like one hundred and forty million. Yeah, tr- yeah. Well, that's before you count, you know, Jorgensen and the people who voted for Kanye. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
I have a difficult time. Right this moment, Joe Biden has 72,202,918 votes. Donald Trump has 68,710,000 and change votes. Mm -hmm. I don't believe all of these numbers. I really don't. I don't believe them. you don't believe them from both sides? From any across the board. Across the board, okay. Across the board. And the question I have, and I haven't come up with my answer yet, but I, I, I'm not naive either. And when in multiple states on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, the voting stopped, just stopped. Mm-hmm. The counting stopped, I should say. And all of a sudden, oh, here's 138,000 votes, and they're all for one person. I'm holding a bottle of water in my hand. I don't know that I could get 138,000 people to agree that it's wet. I, I, I'm I'm skeptical, and I really am, and I'm trying not to be. And I know people go, oh, you're, you're a Republican, you're whatever. Honestly, the outcome that I think we're going to get is probably the very best one for Republicans, if we're being frank. Uh, gridlock? Well, not just gridlock, but gridlock without four more years of Trump alienating the left even further, alienating yeah. the middle even further, where in two years you worry about a big blue wave, and in four years a big blue wave is almost a certainty. This way, I think there's a real chance, depending on how the Democrats rule from the executive party, the executive branch, I should say, I think there's a real chance that the Republicans go into the midterms in 2022 with a chance to get the House back, yep, a chance to gain more Senate seats, And the Republicans go into 2024, where if we were to say that someone's going to have a big wave, we would be talking about the possibility of a big red wave. That is not anywhere on the menu if Donald Trump gets four more years with this crazy-ass Twitter account that he can't stop, with all of the stuff that he does that bothers people. You know, you look at the, the, the female vote. Women did not vote for Donald Trump. And, you know, I've picked on people that I know that are that are female and, and said, you guys got to get tougher. But the truth is, a lot of people just don't want they 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 want their president to be more presidential. They don't want their president to talk nasty about the governor of Michigan, to talk nasty about uh, the senator from California who's about to become our vice president, Kamala Harris, they, even if they don't like those people, even if they think Gretchen Whitmer is a terrible governor, they don't want him calling her names. Even if they don't want Kamala Harris to be the vice president of the United States, they don't want the president calling her a, quote, monster, end quote. They don't want a president who acts like that president did on the first debate stage. The reason he came back, in my opinion, and made this thing as close as he did is because in the second debate, he acted like a president and won it. Yeah, I mean, I thought, and I even thought, I don't know if you, I'm sure you were watching it, you know, all night long, Tuesday night, not all night long, but one of the things that I thought, uh, you know, Biden did really well, and I know it was very much, it wasn't him, it was his staff that said, hey, you're going to do this. You're going to say these exact words. Um, you know, he he was – that was well put together, his little speech from Absolutely. Uh, the Chase Center. I mean, he said every well right word. Yep. Like, 
I was just like, man, those those were the correct words to say at the correct time with the correct tone of voice, with the correct, I mean, everything, I can't, there's nothing that I looked at in that, that speech that he gave and said, man, he should have said something different or he should have did something different. And then, and I didn't even watch Trump's because I didn't want to. I and did. I, I, I watched Trump's and, and his was a disaster. His yep. was more of the same. It was like a child, you know, pitching his beating on the table. And I was like, golly, man. And, you know, and you're right. The people, the people did speak, you know, and some of the stuff that was surprising, I know we're talking about the presidential stuff, but I want to talk a little bit about <clears throat> our state stuff. The overwhelming support of the flag the essentially repealing of some of the, the Jim Crow law with elections and then the whole medical marijuana initiative. I mean, those were landslides. I know we were saying Mississippi was a sane state on Tuesday. It was kind of fun to watch. I mean, we did the right Dude, thing with the flag. We said, hey, let's just it's fine. I don't think anybody's I'm one of the people. I'm not crazy about the flag. I, I don't. I'll I don't say like the gold, man. I wish the gold was just white or just not there. I wish I mean, it didn't say in God we trust. Like I, 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 and I'm, I'm, and I'm a Christian, but I wish we didn't put that on the flag. I'll be honest. I, I know that's not popular and people cringe when you say it out loud, but I wish we could, I wish we could get away from, from all of that. I wish there was a, a separation of church and state a little bit and let's leave it out, but it's fine. There was, this was the point was there was compromise. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's not divisive in the way that the old flag was. We can now fly a flag that maybe we don't want to hang it in our houses because I'm not sure. I'm with you. I don't really like the gold in it, but it's fine. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Fly, fly it. It's not that flag is not going to stop a corporation from coming to Mississippi and opening no. a plant or a factory or a business or whatnot. So the other flag did. We got rid of it, brought this one in. It's fine. Uh, we we like you said we basically took the Jim Crow laws which were designed to uh, punish African Americans yep. <clears throat> and we said nope yep. they're gone in yep. one fell swoop nope gone and the other thing that we did like you said hey this is a state that probably could produce a lot of marijuana that we already do so I mean, so let's embrace home, it like right outside of your hometown right yeah I mean, but I mean we we there's <clears throat> I don't know if you've heard. Oh, the, you there's a river that goes through the state. It's called the Mississippi. Yeah, that's fertile land. Yeah, let's let's make the most of it. Look, we got to understand who we are, right? We're we're, we're never going to be New York. Yeah, or, or Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so let's Houston or yep. embrace we're, the agriculture we're part agri- of it. Hundred percent. So I thought 100%. that was great, you know, and um, SB. SB put a lot of money into a campaign. It just yeah. our, ours is a state that that, as evidenced by the presidential vote, is just we are conservative. We yep. are, you know, and, and and it is what it is. Maybe that changes but you know over what I time. Was but funny too, the way that everything shook out is yes, you're right. We are conservative, but you remember it would may have been the last podcast, maybe one before, where I was talking about my pastor. Um, my, our leader at church. And he was that, you know, when people ask him, Hey, are you a Republican or Democrat? He says his response is, well, on what issue? Absolutely. I think Mississippi did that. Cause we were like, are you a super conservative state? Well, yeah. Our, uh, who we, who we send to Washington, we are, but then we killed this racist flag. We killed the, the racist laws we have. And then we, <laughs> we approved, Marijuana, medical marijuana, which is just the paving of, you know, recreational and all that stuff down the road. I get that. But um, 
those are not like you. I, I bet you if you were gambling, people would have said uh, they won't pass like they will pass. And we overwhelmingly said, you know, this is a new this is a new generation. Get the hell out. The old. The yes. Old yeah, it was, racist it, stuff. I was I was proud of it. Yep. Me too, man. I was proud. And of I don't. It. Smoke pot, I don't. No, know, I don't, but I, it's but let's get I real. Let's it's. Uh, medical marijuana is is a is a booming business, and so why not yeah. take why not get involved in it? I mean, yeah, and the and the other thing, and I'm sure you guys saw it up there, was there was so much of the, um, you know, there was so much even not the approval or disapproval of it, but then how it was going to be managed was a huge fight. Was it going to be managed by government or was it going to be managed by private industry and the people overwhelmingly said, we don't want the government running it. We would rather private industry yeah. and positions run it. And I know that there's small letter details in both sides that people, there's probably going to be things that happen that people go, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. And because we didn't, no one read, I, I say no one, few people probably read all of the small writing details of, of that, you know, of that piece. And, um, you know, and I know there will probably be some good and some bad come, you know, come out of it, but I did, man, I didn't expect that. I did not think the state was going to approve medical marijuana. Like if you'd have held a gun to my head Tuesday night and said, is this getting approved? I've been like, nah, it's not, um, you know, it's going to, there's going to be more people vote no. And it was a landslide for you. I, I was super surprised by that. Meanwhile, in Georgia right now, the uh, Secretary of State just said that some counties, Martin, they forgot to click the upload button. Shut up. I, this is what bothers me. I got to be honest. This is, and I don't want to be this guy. I don't want to be conspiracy guy. I don't. I don't want to live that way. Life's too short. On the flip side, I can't help but wonder if we're watching in real time the stealing of a presidential election. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, only time will tell, right? I don't know. Will it? And we might not ever know. We that's ever the know. question is, will will time tell? Maybe 30 years from now. I don't know. But it is It is a little, it is, I mean, I, I, I saw, and I'm sure in your voting precinct with the same, I saw a lot more people voting than I've ever seen voting. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But when I see it doesn't surprise me that we have big numbers, but I don't know. And I don't and I don't know enough to really have an opinion. But do you? OK, well, here, but here's the opinion that, that I want from you. I want you just your gut feeling, not your politically correct answer, your gut feeling. We've been doing this show long enough. We can throw political correctness out the window for a minute. When you hear when you hear that voter turnout was 92 percent. 93 yeah, percent that i mean that's hard to digest man thank you that's hard to digest because I, there's just going to be people that don't and i really that are registered and don't and i i get it and i don't know why in a if country someone said 80 percent i'd be like yeah, may, maybe can, that but that's as far as you could go without straining the, the bounds of credulity wait what what word did you just say credulity credulity where it's credible where it's credible you Credit, couldn't credible. If, if you okay. if you went past 80 percent and frankly history says anything over about 72 percent the, the, the best example of this is the 
the Obama election of 2008, which was a, a monumental landslide. People were motivated beyond words. And, yeah. you know, you got 70% voter turnout in certain areas, especially in the urban areas. 70% was not unheard of. 80% was. It didn't happen. And now yeah. across the board, we've got 89, 93, 95. That's that's. That screams fraud to me. And in an election that is this close in some of the states that these and and now Trump is filing suit in all of these states in Georgia and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Michigan and Arizona and potentially Nevada. And damn, I just I don't know. The two thoughts that come to my mind are this is not good for this to end up in the courts. I don't want this settled in the courts. But the second thing that comes to mind and I hear people push back on this, and that's what tells me that, oh, now we're, we're talking about fraud. If Why can't we come up with a better way to vote, a cleaner way to vote? Why can't we clean the voter rolls up? Why can't we get the dead people off the rolls? Why can't we figure out a way to make sure that someone can't vote by mail and also vote in person? Why can't we do this? Is it because we just can't because the country's too big or is it because we don't want to? Because if we can't because the country's too big, okay, this is why I tell you that socialized medicine in a country this big won't work. This yeah. is why I tell you that a lot of the big social programs that the left want, I can say just that it's too big, the country's too big, it won't work. But if it's because we just don't want to, well, now we have to soul search because we we really have to decide, do we want to get these right or do we want these to be business as usual? Because now you're inviting the other side to go, all right, screw it. You're going to cheat. We're going to cheat. Um, I have a solution to our problem. And it's a very smart ass, but it's a solution. You ready for it? Sure. <laughs> but, then I want a re- but then I want a real answer after the smart ass yeah. answer. Yeah, let's hire Chick Fil A to solve our voting issues. Well, you know what? And all all all, all jokes aside, I, I think in many ways they could probably handle it. Now, oh, I'm, yeah, and, and you know what? Process. And and to, to to turn your joke into the reality, though, if you said, "Hey, this organization is proven to be so efficient, we're going to let them come up with a plan," I'm not sure how many people would say, "Oh, I don't know. I don't know that we want to. Do we want to get it right?" That's the question I have. Yeah. Do we do we want to get it right? Uh, I mean, I, my answer to that is yes. I want I want a legitimate process that doesn't have and, and just I don't know, man. As as much technological advancement as we have, it just seems like the voting thing would have been solved a while ago if we wanted it solved. Well, there you go. That's where I'm getting. That's what yeah. I'm getting to. Is you yeah. look around the world, there are other countries. Brazil comes to mind, massive geographic land, and they they get it done. They get it done in a single day, and it's done efficiently, and the results are known that night. I mean, we live in a world where communication is so easy, so rapid, and yet we're doing archaic ways of voting 
And I don't understand. Yep. I don't understand it, Martin. I really don't. That here we are. It's been two full days, and we're still quote counting votes and searching for votes. And oh, look, we forgot these votes. They didn't hit the upload button. At some point, you begin to do things where, and, and now we're going to go to courts. And so, what happens in the courts? I mean, how does that work? There's. There's no transparency. We live in a transparent time. When I think people want transparency. And again, before people think, oh, you're upset that Trump lost. No, if you had told me, hey, you get to determine how this thing's going to go, it probably would have went the way. I, it, I probably would have drawn it up the way that it went. Yeah, well, I mean, you said you said it week, a couple weeks before or even a week before we did the election stuff. Is This is how you think it's going to turn out. And, and, I, and honestly, it's good for me. A gridlock is good for markets, too. It's good for stocks. So let's go uh, there the, real quick because the markets have been really good three days in a row now. Why is that? Yeah, they're ripping, dude. Um, well, so one of the things that happens is, you know, and this it's also good for people who are nervous about a Biden-Harris, you know, tax policy that's going to cripple the economy. Um, you know, there's no way that that tax policy is getting through the Senate. It'll die in the Senate. Not happening. So... You get gridlocked on, you know, you kind of got what you have right now, right? You've got low corporate tax rates, uh, you know, relatively low income tax rates, um, which are going to be good for markets as well. There's going to be some stimulus come through the holiday. We know that's going to happen. You know, a vaccine is going to come at some point, whether there's whether it's Republican or Democrat in the office. We know that that this will this will all end at some point. Um, but I think that there is. You know, it's there's the certainty of that not much is going to change allows for really the continuation of growth of of what what businesses were seeing, you know, pre pandemic. And we know that we're going to get that for at least a couple of years. And then historically, uh, you know, minus the 2001 through 2003 time frame. And of course, we did have a, you know, a terrorist attack uh, on U.S. soil. Uh, during that time frame as well, and we had an event-driven recession. You know, historically, markets have done really well, um, you know, in gridlock. Our stock markets have done really well in gridlock. Also, one of the bigger things that, you know, I think that's going to happen as well is uh, with with Biden being elected, um, that likely means that, that Jay Powell is going to stay as the Fed chairman, and Powell said that he's keeping rates low for, uh, you know, through 2023, <clears throat> um, and then it rates have to so start rising at some point. Which, if you're um, if you're investing in stocks, that's that's what you want. You want, you know, those rates are you want those rates to stay low because people are going to have to pile into stocks, which are going to make your your holdings that you already have more valuable because they're not going to be able to get interest income from the CDs. Uh, not going to be able to get interest income from money markets, bond. Uh, bond interest rates have are still relatively low, uh, and and they're going to be low for a long time. And by long time, I mean you know a couple of years. So people are going to have to look to stocks. Um, you know the the tech companies have really really continued to rip. Uh, and so let's go down the path too of let's just say that we do get some little bitty uh, you know shut down or whatnot for that, you know, during the Biden administration, um, the tech stocks are going to continue to, to way outperform. They do, they've done really, really well in a period where people have had to lean on them. 
much heavier for, for business to, to happen. Um, but, you know, but tech stocks aren't the only stocks that exist in the U.S., but they are huge constituents. If you look at all, you know, the indexes, technology are massive constituents of those indexes. So when technology stocks do well, our general index does well. So it's that's that's some of the reasons why we why you're seeing the rip and it's gonna, you know, and, and that it's likely to continue. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think the, uh, you know, the other thing that I, I do believe is that this race being as close as it is, as it was, and the exit polls showing the amount of people who. <laughs> think that the country's basically been fine as it pertains to COVID. I, I think it's going to, unless they're not paying attention, it's going to lead the Biden administration, in my opinion, to be a little reticent about a shutdown. Yeah. Another shutdown that's crippling and they can kiss it goodbye in 22. And the one thing you know about, about elections is that they're always thinking about the next election. Yep. And like we said at the beginning of the show, unless they're just so idealistic that they're not looking at it, and I can't imagine that every person in that administration is not paying attention, they saw the trends. I mean, if you if you believe the vote, Donald Trump's going to walk out with more than 69 million votes. It'll be the second most votes in American history behind Joe yep. Biden. That's 69 million people. That's a powerful base. The Senate's Senate went stayed red, and the Republican and the, and the House moved redder. They're paying attention to that. I, to me, that was the one thing. To my biggest fear, people said, "What scares you the most?" Was not just a big blue wave, but a big blue wave that led to them going, "All right, here we go. We've got total control. It's our agenda. Let's go." And step one, let's shut it down. I worried about I worried about a shutdown. I still worry about a shutdown. I yeah, know that I think it'll be harder to do now. I but, think I think yeah. I think they'll be more reluctant at least to do it. And there you it, go. That's a good word. And if they do one, maybe it won't be quite as extreme as what Fauci and Burks and some of them seem to want. Yeah, I think and they've they, they, uh, they've, they've tried to they've cut the the cords from Trump too. Well, we knew Fauci did, but Burks did just recently in the last few days. Yeah. With just her comments. Yeah. She, she was not happy. And, with yeah. And she, I mean, he was, she was selected by Trump, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not sure. I think maybe chosen. she was kind of there. I don't know. You know, she there's a chosen one. There's some establishment Washington that never, never really leaves. They, they're kind of there for all parties. Fauci's one of those people. Fauci's a very polarizing fiction. Uh, figure in, in America today. There's a lot of people that think he's almost a deity, and there's a lot of people who think I, I, we got to move on. You got to stop talking. You know, it is. It has been nice the last couple of days that the virus has not been the headline. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think it's you know like a lot of folks said going to end. You know, it, well, it didn't end on you know November fourth. Um, and I mean, I think, and it, I think it is a real. You know, it's a real it's a real thing, and there's a select group of people that that need to be you know very vigilant to protect themselves against it. But the majority, um, I, I think, is having relatively mild or no symptoms at all. So yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with 
<clears throat> you know, another another shutdown, another lockdown makes makes no sense. Uh, you know, but you're starting, you're seeing it in Europe, um, Germany, France, the UK. I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Um, if it goes into the courts, Martin, and it gets bogged down where uncertainty is out there, and I don't think that's going to happen, but we're approaching kind of the 40-minute mark of the podcast. If that happens, what, what do the markets do? Um, that's a good question, man. I mean, the uncertainty um, uncertainty is certainly not good for for the markets. Um, I think what what would be worst is if this thing goes to courts, <clears throat> then they figure out, hey, there is fraud, right? Um, and what happens if there's fraud on both sides? Yeah, and they find fraud on both sides. And then and and this is me asking, yeah, you know, let's let's walk down because I don't know the answer, uh, but let's like walk down. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a minute. I mean. <laughs> So if there's fraud on both sides, is that like the, you know, like in football where you have penalties that offset and so it's essentially like nothing happens and you are where you were coming into the court with Biden as a victor and Trump as, you know, being a, a one-term president? Is, is that what happens? Or do they say, hey, both of you guys cheated, <clears throat> we're kicking you out and <laughs> we're going to we're going to go with the person who had the next highest amount of votes. And I mean, that's kind of yeah, facetious. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't know the answer though. What happens if there's fraud on both sides? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. That's why I can't believe that the courts are going to want to spend much time with this. I, it, that's my opinion. I, I, I'm more interested already in how do we fix this? Is there a way to fix this? That's what I want to know. Is there a way to fix this? Because if there is, let's do it. And if there's not a way to fix this, well, then how am I to ever trust another election again? And right. if we get to that place, I don't think that's healthy because we always do this deal, right? After every election, I mean, literally everyone, the winner, and Joe Biden did this yesterday. It's a very divided country. We have to unite as Americans. It's sweet. It's cute. Platitudinal and all. But I can't if I don't trust anybody. Yeah. If, if one no, side, I mean, if, 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 we, if we're going to start getting ready for an election and the, the, the undercurrent's going to be, okay, we have to watch them because they're going to cheat. We've got to get infiltrated. If it's going to be all of that stuff, we're never going to, quote, unite as a country any more than it's possible to unite. It's going to just – the division will continue to get worse. And it's the, the proof of that is that all the people who blame – if you put all of the blame on the last year of problems on Donald Trump, you're as you're as uh, you're as incorrect as if you put none of the blame on Donald Trump. Of course, he is to blame for some of it. There's no doubt that he poured gasoline on the fire at different times. But to blame him for all of this is ludicrous. Here's the here's the best tweet I've seen in a while. This is Sean O'Connor, who's a comedian. He says, I've never wanted something to end as much as I want this election to end. And this year. <laughs> he goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. He goes, and that includes the time in therapy. I accidentally referred to my wife as my mom. And my therapist made me talk about that for 20 minutes. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. I'm glad we talked about something today. I think that's uh, I think that's <laughs> that's appropriate. I love therapy, by the way. Uh, I, I think I think we should all be in therapy and. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And and having a professional help us fix all of our stuff. We'll just fix the, the world. Way. Might be a bit, the world might be a more tolerable place. Fix the way you think. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so dude, I did while we were while while uh, while we were chatting, I did a quick search and I found AP News says this answers our question of what happens if this thing, you know, goes to uh, goes to goes to court and then there's you know and there's and there's no resolution. Um, so the twelfth, it would go to the twelfth amendment, which says the House of Representatives, which. And that's this is the house that's go, would be going in uh, in January. The House would elect the president, and the Senate would elect a vice president. Um, it goes on to say, in a contingent election, House members have to choose among three people with the most electoral votes. Each state delegation gets one vote, and twenty-six votes are required to win. Uh, if it says, what if that fails, and the House hasn't elected a president by inauguration day? Then the 20th Amendment takes over. It says the vice president-elect acts as president until the president is picked. And if there's no vice president selected by Inauguration Day, well, then the Presidential Succession Act applies. So the speak, Speaker the, of the House. Speaker of the House, yep. Speaker of the House of Representatives, the Senate president or a cabinet office, officer in that order would act as president until there's a, until there's a president or vice president. Well, I got to tell you, that's a special kind of hell if you want uh, Nancy Pelosi as as your president. I I can't think of five people on earth that I would want to be president less than Nancy Pelosi. I can't think of five people on earth, including Donald Trump, who would be less presidential than Nancy Pelosi. No thanks. Got to figure it out between now and then. And then we got to yeah. figure. We got. We do. We do. We absolutely do. The answer is the right thing. If we're being serious about a democracy. I mean, if we're not being serious, then so be it. If we're going to be a banana republic, let's say as much. But if we're going to be serious about a democracy, we've got to fix our voting. There's no reason in a country as as wealthy as ours cannot figure out voting. No reason. No reason. Other than we don't want to. Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason we don't. But that's not a good reason. You know, and I wonder, so if we used some type of if we use technology to speed this process up, then there would be the, well, someone could, you know, hack the technology. Well, of course someone the could hack the technology, but blah, right blah, now blah. people are coming up with 138,000 ballots that they couldn't find. And, and they're finding them at four in the morning and they're all for one person. Yeah, no, so what I'm saying is you're right is until we, until we, the people of this beautiful Republic have had enough and just say, Hey, we have to fix this, and I, and I and I guess that's by voting the people that currently represent us out, and that's the beauty of the republic. Um, yeah, what is their incentive to fix it? There's none. The two big parties of the U.S. have zero incentive to to fix it. Meanwhile, Philadelphia mail-in ballot count. This is uh, 12 minutes ago. Mara Barrett, who is for people who will say, "Well, who's that?" She works for NBC News. She says, Philadelphia mail-in ballot count has been temporarily halted as Democrats have gone to Pennsylvania Supreme Court to try to reverse the Commonwealth Court ruling 
allowing Trump observers inside to watch the count. What? See, that's what I mean. This is no, dude. This is the yeah, stuff no. that this is the stuff no. that people like me and you know me for a while. I lean to the right, no question about it. But I don't vote straight right. I voted for medical marijuana. Politically, I'm pro-choice. I didn't really want in God we trust on the flag. I mean, I'm not your hardcore Sean Hannity guy. But I look at this and I go, okay, wait a minute. Why don't you, why are you unwilling to have both parties observe the count? Yeah. No, I think that's prudent that you have both parties observing the count. Because don't we want as a nation? Yeah. I mean, as a nation, we celebrate, we celebrate these votes. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden is going to have 72 million plus ballots. Donald Trump, when it's all over, is going to have 69 million plus votes. It's possible that both of these men will have 70 million votes each. So let's say that every vote is legitimate for the hell of it. That's that tells you that because I don't even know. I have a, I, I need to look how many people voted for Jorgensen, how many people voted for another down the, you know, Kanye, Kanye. I mean, dude, there's a lot of, there's a lot more Kanye's than I, where would I find that by the way? I, I, I'm, I'm curious I to see know. that. I'm, I'm going to try from a national level. I mean, you can find it in state by state level. Yeah. I'm going to try to find how uh, many people voted for Jorgensen. We're both like sitting here <laughs> on our computers searching for Google. Hey Siri. How many people voted for Jorgensen in the national election? Here we go. Okay. I found this on the web for how many people voted I've, for Jorgensen. In I've the got it right election. here. I've got Check it right it here. I've got it right oh. here. So as of this moment, Biden has 72.29 million votes. Trump has 68.7. Trump has basically 68.8 million votes. Jorgensen got... 1.65 million votes. Howie Hawkins of the Green Party got 328,554 votes. Other candidates combined, that's us, that's including Kanye. Including and Kanye. 360. And, hold on, hold on. And Phil Collins, right? Hold on. 361,195 votes. That's So that's an additional 2 point something million in addition to the 150 so more than 152 million Americans voted. That's incredible. That's great. That's great. We we always, people do the thing on social media, vote, vote. You know, like, you must vote. I'm like, okay, all right, chill. You don't, you, you don't must vote. You're right to vote. You're right not to vote. But if, seven, if 152 million people are going to vote, if we're going to have that much civic engagement, we, we should want to get it right. Whatever right is. Whoever right is. If right is Biden, if right is Trump, if... If it's the next time when we have a brand new election and we're no longer voting for 80 something year old people, when, when we when we're having because I, I do believe the 2024 election will not be between Biden or Trump. I don't think no. either one of them will be on the ballot. Nope. They won't. And so we're going to have I, younger. I will, I will. I will. I will bet every dime that I have right now that. We should want to get this be. right. And, and frankly, there's a there's a jobs could be created. And how, how do we get this right? You know, there's there's a way to get this right, to roll it out, to to maybe change the way that we we conduct our elections, to conduct the way that we observe our elections, to make this the goal is simple to get it right. And I, and I don't my, my concern and it's legitimate, I think, is that there aren't enough people who that matters to. 
Well, let me, and let me ask you one. I'm going to go back. So how many people did you say voted again? Well, it's about it's about 152 million, if you believe these numbers. 152 million. So I just looked up. Uh, it's the most how ever. Many, how many people are 18 years and over in, in the U.S.? And, and the census is it's it's let's just it's right at 209 million people. OK, so you said it was 152. So divide that by 209. So that's a 72 percent national for for every eight and that's not registered voters that's just people who are 18 and older so there might be that screams fraud i mean it just to me when when you tell me that number not registered uh, 72 percent turnout every person 18 and older is not registered to vote in this country that's right yeah that's that and so the the amount of fraud in this election is is staggering and and no before anybody loses their mind i'm not accusing one party or the other i'm I'm saying there is there's there's no way that those numbers don't equate to fraud. No way. No way. And we shouldn't want fraud in our elections in the United States of America in 2020. We shouldn't. We shouldn't be willing to accept that. The fact that so many people are so partisan that they're willing to accept that level of fraud is disturbing to me. And quite frankly, as as I've told my kids, uh, this is your opportunity. You know, you, people always want to say, well, how do you make a difference? Well, take a good look. Because there's, there's a difference to be made. Because otherwise you can, you can get disenfranchised quickly. So, anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, dude, that's, and I'm, and I'm not, like you said earlier, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I, don't, I won't jump on the conspiracy theory bandwagon. But you asked me at the beginning of the show, you know, what does your gut tell you? And I was kind of like, eh. I don't know, and 80% would be the max. So, and we just looked at 18 and up was 209 million, 152 million people voted in this deal. We know that not every 18 year old and above, not even close, is registered or even able, not even are. close. Uh, because I'm, how many people do we have in ICU? And I, I won't go there. I was being a little bit of a smart ass. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I find it. I, I really do find that that is that's hard for me to digest that 72% of 18 and older Americans voted in this election. That would be that's just hard. That is hard to digest, man. And I hadn't really con- given it much thought or consideration until you started me down the rabbit hole about 40 minutes ago. So now you've got my not that I'm on the conspiracy theory way. Well, here we go. Here, well, no, no, like, no, no, no. Right, here we go. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna make this worse for you. <laughs> In 2018, there were 153.1 million registered voters. That is uh numbers of this. That's incredible. It's fraud. You know, and one of the things I didn't, and I don't know if this is true or not, and I haven't looked into it. So, but I, re- I read that. I thought I read, and I may have not been reading a credible source. Does Wisconsin allow you to register on the day of? I think so. Okay. But still, 90%? Yeah. No way. I wonder how many states allow that. I don't know. Allow you to register on the day of. Yeah, I, I have I have, I have, have issues with a lot of it. But anyway, um, we'll stop there. I mean, before you just go down rabbit holes of conspiracies. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I like rabbit holes. Yeah, I, I, I do too. But I, I don't, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of, it, it depresses me a little bit. And I'm. I, I don't, I have a well, feeling I mean, it depresses and so, others. And, and so, and I get that too, but man, honestly, 
like I, I, with the election results, if they stand, let's pretend that they stand okay. and the Biden and Harris is our president. The Senate is red and maybe even picking up. I don't know if we're going to pick up the. Is it the Michigan seat? No, that, he, uh, he lost. He, he was a and if there was fraud, lose. he was a victim. So that's that's and, and he, he was one that I, I think a lot of people were excited about. And so the James, there's there's the James, yeah, John James. There, there's still a John couple James. of seats in, in Georgia, potentially. Um, there's it's it's going to be at least 51 and maybe 52 Republican seats. Yep, because your boy Tuberville. Well, Tuberville won. Susan, Susan Collins held on. Um, yep. The guy in North Carolina won. Yep. Mitch McConnell won. I mean, we didn't even get into how bad the polls were this time. The polls were just yeah, the, egregiously the polls, bad. And that's what I wonder, too. Like, how do pollsters keep their jobs after stuff like that? I mean, and I know. Well, because I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you why, Martin. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the national media is so biased right now to the left that those people give them the poll numbers they want. And so they trumpet it. That's yeah. why. I mean, I, I don't really care. But, I mean, you know, you, when, when you have – when you're off as bad as they're off, I mean, you, you should reevaluate. But I don't think they will. I think yeah, they, they are now banking that this was a Donald Trump phenomenon. Yeah, they probably are. And, I mean, and look, I'm, I'm not super upset about a gridlocked government. Um, you know, gridlocked in the way that we are right now. If it had been the other way around where we were in – you know, super high tax rates and, uh, you know, the economy, the economy is going in the toilet. I would be a little more nervous about gridlock and not being able to get anything to change, but you, and, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Cause we'll have another one in two years that, uh, we'll see what the mood of the country is and, you know, in two years, but of all the things that could have happened, I'm going to, this is, we are going to be in total agreement about this, Neil. And of all the things that could have happened long-term, I think this, this probably is the best, thing that could have happened for for our current situation uh, I, I tend to agree I, yeah i agree like and that's and i'm not a um you know i'm not a biden fan um i'm not a huge trump fan either but but i'm i, I said i'd say that I'm, I'm not a i'm not a biden fan but he has the way he's carried himself in the last couple of days has been uh you know i respect it yeah he's fine he's fine uh, all right, we'll stop there. It's at an hour, basically. Um, cool. that, that does it. For <laughs> that this, went fast, man. That does it for this episode of Mind on My Money, presented by Pinnacle Trust. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of this podcast. Thank you to all of you who listen. Please uh, hit the subscribe button, share, tell a friend. Uh, don't forget it's pintrust.com, P-I-N-N trust.com. Tell Pinnacle Trust you heard about uh, them on this podcast. Any of the MPW Digital Network of podcasts, you save. Uh, 10% off your first. 10%, yeah, yeah, sorry. I had to think for a minute. 10% off your first year's fees. So for Martin Palomo, I'm Neil McCready that does it for this episode of Mind on My Money. Until next week, take care.